Today's podcast is sponsored by Mystery Sport. Mystery Sport sells mystery boxes with brand new authentic football shirts from anywhere in the world. Also included are some great facts on the shirt and the club. Discover a fantastic new club with an awesome shirt today. Head over to mysterysport.com and at the checkout use the code SUB10 for a 10% discount on all your orders. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Foursome Podcast. It is better late than never for the review show on a lovely Wednesday evening. Uh, if you hear me shout goal, I'm currently watching PSG versus Barcelona. Uh, we have got uh, Bradley with us today. Um, it's just us two, so uh, get used to that. And uh, yeah, so how are you doing, Bradley? Oh, tremendous, oh. mate. Absolutely amazing. Tremendous. Really good. Right, let's let's get into it. So, uh, like I said, better late than never for a lovely review show for the weekend. Um, a quick game to mention: uh, City play Southampton tonight. Uh, they won five two. So, um, yeah, get that one out of the way. But yeah, weekend's game started off with a interesting one: Burnley versus Arsenal, and uh, it finished even. Steven. Um, Aubameyang with his, um, it was a bit of a, a poor attempt, but it managed to squeeze into the back of the net. Um, but Pope should have done better. And then uh, Granite Xhaka, who um, I don't know what he was trying, had a massive mistake and um, basically gifted Burnley uh, a goal and cost Arsenal two points in a way. So we'll get on to that one then, Bucky. What. Granite Jacker, what do you make of him as a player? Yeah, I mean, I had a joke about him at the start of the the podcast. You know, I said I compared um, him to Scott McTominay being the, you know, the Poundland <laughs> version of him. Um, he has got every mistake in him every single game. He's he's proven it over the past season and last season. His temperament's terrible. His positioning is terrible. Um, he's such a liability and for a team trying to go a bit forward you, you don't want that do you but um, I don't think you can just blame that really to be honest I think Arsenal going one nil up against a, an ordinary Burnley side you would expect them to kick on a little bit and they, and they didn't um, they let Burnley play back into the game and even at one nil, you, you would have still expected uh, Arsenal to show something uh, and they didn't but um it probably was a fair result in the end, but I think Arsenal would be pretty disappointed. Um, but on the point of Shaka, wow, he is awful. He is, he's bad. He really is bad. But yeah, it is what it is. Well, this is I, I um, I, I like Shaka. Well, I did, um, because I I remember when I think it was Palace, um when he got subbed off and he got booed by the fans and he, he had that, you know, taken off the shirt and all that stuff. And, um, you know, and he came back from that in a really positive way. And I thought, you know what, you you could have easily have been taken away from the game, like taken away from Arsenal. You could have been sold to another club. Your career could have been a lot different and he's done well. I thought, and then, like you said, uh, individual errors. It's so weird. You know, I, I think I read somewhere. I think he's got the most in the Premier League, uh, or the most for Arsenal. It's some, it's one of one of the other. And I was like, 
you know, if you look at him on the ball, I think he's quite good on the ball. I think he's quite calm uh, when he's in the centre of the park. But, like, for that goal against Burnley, if people don't know what happened, he got the ball in the penalty box and he tried to either bend it round Chris Wood or chip it over his head to David Louise and it didn't work and it basically hit Woods on the thigh and it went in. And... It did, I think that did cost Arsenal the game because I think they they were in control. And when a silly mistake does that, by the way, Barcelona's got a penalty here to make it two one. Um, yeah, if, like mistakes like that, just it, it's not. It doesn't hit confidence. It just changes the momentum of the game. And Burnley were in the game. I would like in that second half, and they could have won the game. Arsenal could have won it. Lionel Messi has missed. Wow. Oh. He's at the bar. Kalor never saves a penalty. What a treat. Cool. You're getting live reactions and everything on this podcast. What a bloody treat that is. Um, yeah, but um, you're right. Arsenal should be winning this game because Arsenal have been hitting a good bit of momentum. Um, but this point for Burnley is huge for what happened on the rest of the weekend, isn't it? Because you know that, that leaves them. I know it's only four points off of relegation, but you know, that could have been a hell of a lot worse. Um, you know, being as weird as it sounds, three points off, a point off uh, more, just is it, it will relax you a lot more because you know that you can have a um, a little bit of a breather, can't you? If you get what I mean, like you know, um, you know that you can lose a game in a sense, or am I just sounding mm. weird there? No, mm. I get what you mean. Uh, yeah, uh, but on your Arsenal's hand, that just is a massive blow. Um, oh, it's been cleared off the line on the corner. What a treat. Um, sorry, <laughs> this is just a very interesting game. Um, but yeah, it's just Arsenal for the European ambitions. We spoke about in a previous in previous podcasts where I've said I think the only way that they'll get into uh, European football is if they win the Europa League. And that's so difficult with the amount of big teams in there. Uh, and they ain't helped themselves, you know. They're 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 in a bit of a struggle now because of, you know, they're two points on, off of ninth, and but unfortunately they've got a Villa who are above them. have got a game in hand against them, so they could be five points off of even ninth. So it's going to be a tough battle for Arsenal, and they've got a difficult game in the North London derby coming up. So that's going to be. A very, very interesting one. But we'll um, go on to the next game, which Southampton, Sheffield United. Um, Sheffield United all but down, um, just literally waiting for the uh, mathematical way of them actually going down. 2-0 uh, defeat at home to Southampton. A out-of-form Southampton, who I mentioned at the beginning, lost 2-0 to, sorry, 5-2 to Manchester City. Uh, che Adams uh, scoring and James Wolf Prowse with a penalty. Um, this is just your regular Sheffield United performance, isn't it, Bucky? You know, actually doing okay in the game, but ending up on the losing side for, I believe, let me double check, for the 22nd time this season. Jeez. Yeah, um, <clears throat> you don't really know what to say about the Sheffield United side, do you? It's, it's not been good, but... I just think, you know, they've missed a striker. They've missed someone to put the ball in the net. And, you know, the famous quote from Mr. Owen, if you don't score goals, you will not win a football game. Um, 
and they've just not done that. Um, I mean, they've not played that bad in games. They've just, it's, it's, you know, it's obvious what we're saying. They've just not put the ball in the net. It's as simple as that. And, you, you know, you look at the teams in and around them um, last year, they didn't strengthen. You know, you've got to strengthen. You've got to. And they haven't. And in a way, it's hard to say, you know, it's harsh to say, sorry, but they've got what they deserved. Um, I do feel sorry for them because I do think with fans, could have been a different, um, maybe a different story because obviously Bramall Lane was a hard place to go to. Um, but, you know, that's not an excuse. At the end of the day, you do the talking on the pitch, not around it. Um, they just didn't book, you know, buy well and, you know, Chris Wilder's comments, um, he's planning for next season. So... <laughs> What what can you say? What can you what can you say? Exactly, it, and I've, I kind of do rate that from Wilder because you're not coming out and being your typical manager and going, you know, there's still games left and all that. He knows, you know, he's he's human. He's he's not an idiot. He knows when his teams beat, and he knows his teams had a bad season. But they can they can easily be like uh, Norwich. Um, you know, last season they were poor in the prem, um, and looking like they're going to bounce straight back up because they had faith in their manager. I think Sheffield United, they have no reason to let go of Chris Wilder in the summer. If they were going to let him go, they would have let him go very, very early on in the season. So I think what Wilder said is, is um, right, you just, you know, got to prepare for the championship now. You know, he's got, what, 10 games left in the Premier League. Just do what you can. Try and get some wins on the board. You know, I think the last two games, at least one of them, that he's going to have 10,000 fans in the stadium. Just give him a nice send-off and, um, you know, and then have a have that season, the championship to progress. But on Southampton's side, like, look, look at him at the minute, you know. I know, obviously, they got beaten tonight, but they've been off form so badly. You know, I remember, you know, and we keep saying it, and we're not saying it uh, as a dig, but, you know, Jordan said about them potentially finishing top four. And when he said it, it was at a stage where they could have. You know, they were playing fantastically. Ward Prowse was playing out of his skin. Danny Ings, obviously, Romero. They had their um, centre-backs doing business. Um, that Carl Walker-Peters, I thought, and I still think he's playing very well. I don't know what has happened. and I, I, I don't want to blame the Man United game, the 9-0, because I thought they were playing poor before that. And obviously that doesn't help getting uh, absolutely battered. So, you know, what, what do you think of this Southampton team? Do you, like, yeah, we were raving about the manager before, wasn't we? We were saying, you know, he could be going to a bigger club. And now, look, looking at them now, you're thinking, yeah, what, what actually happened to Southampton? But good win against Sheffield United regardless, isn't it? Yeah, but I think, um, you know, this is what, um, you know, the side from the other side, you know, you, you like to West Ham, um, Everton, uh, Aston Villa. This is the difference between um, them and Southampton because, you know, the other three teams have kicked on. And this team hasn't, you know, it's, it's, it's got a good start and it's not finished. You know, yes, you can look at the 9-0 defeat and you can think, is that confidence? But like you just said, they, they wasn't playing well before it. Um, 
you know, and they got turned over by Newcastle. <laughs> they've had some, you know, they've had some. They had a draw with Chelsea. That you know, they're playing well in some games, but you've got to kick on. Do you know what I mean? You, you can't. There's not. There's no such thing as half a season. Mm. You, you know, you have to. You know, if you want to be in this top four, top six, top seven, you've got to. You know, you, you play from the first game to the thirty eighth. It, it's as simple as that. And you know, I know our, our own Jordan said that. You know, there was in the top four. I mean, personally, he, he completely lost his head. Didn't yeah. he? uh, absolutely carried away. But then again, he does support Liverpool and look where they are. But that's another story. We'll come to that in a in a later date. But. Um, yeah, I think you know Southampton. You know they'll they'll finish what mid table, and I think they'll be disappointed with the start they had. But like I say, it's consistency at the end of the day, and they've just not had it. Yeah, it's it's, it's odd because they were doing very good, you know. And we, I think we were all raving about them very highly, and and Alucard. But I think that's the way it's going. It's such a weird season. It's going to be the one off season. Yeah, and I'm not meaning obviously, you know. Teams are where they're meant to be because of how they played, but it just feels an odd season. But you know, like I said, credit to Wilder coming out and you know speaking truth. And Southampton just you know they need to you know kind of get back to their just just finish on a high. That's all their fans probably want. But on to the next game, Villa Wolverhampton, a little derby going on there, nil nil though. Um, not the most exciting game. And, um, yeah, it, it keeps Villa in the race for European football. Like I said, um, it's still in ninth place. They've got two games in hand above Liverpool, who are in eighth. Um, so, they can go above them with a win in one of their next two games in hand. So, that'll be good for them. Um, Wall was on the other end. Like I said, they've been picking up a little bit of form. Not major form, but, you know, um, I said this to you boys um in our group chat, you know, I I put up their stats that they had last season uh, to this season because we've said that they've had a poor season. And if you look in in the stats-wise, they're only about two points off of where they were last season at this stage. And that, oh, and that just purely, I think, proves that, yes, they've had a poor season, but obviously other, other teams have had magnificent seasons and they've just not kept up with the pace. But... What do you think it is about Wolves then? That it's it's the same with uh, Southampton, realistically, isn't it? They just haven't. Do you think they just haven't delivered with the team that they've got? Yes, they've lost uh, Jota to Liverpool, Doherty to Tottenham, uh, Jimenez for injury. But part of that, you know, like Adama Traore, this season the Prem, Brad, he's got no goals and no assists. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's meant to be apparently worth. 50, 60, 70 million pounds. Yeah, so what, what's, what, what are you, what would you, what are your views on Wolves, how they've kind of, they've not declined because, like I said, their points have stayed roughly the same. But why haven't they improved this season when they could have easily improved? Uh, I've said this a few times. I think, you know, last season Wolves played a lot of games. Like, they played a hell of a lot of games. Like, you know, Europa League qualification, they had to go through all that. They played no end. And I think when the football teams came back from the um, from the pandemic, there was a few teams that never really settled and they was back too quickly. And Wolves was one of them. And another team, obviously, that comes to mind is Sheffield United. And 
sometimes that you know these teams can play these too many games they can be rushed back and it can have an effect and you know the injury to Jimenez um, obviously hurt them but Wolves I mean you say about the difference there's a, there's a difference for me in Wolves this season because last season I think, didn't they beat Man City twice um, I think it's the manner of the, the victories they had last season and this season they they just don't see the same team I think it's an aging side I know we have a few young players, but they are heavily reliant on the old... I know there's quite a few old Portuguese players in the side, and I think they are a bit reliant on that. And maybe just, you know, like I've said about a few teams in the Premier League, a bit of a freshen up um, probably wouldn't do them, you know, wouldn't hurt them. So, yeah, um, the game was a bit boring. Um, it was a typical KG um, derby affair. Um, both sides were careful. I don't think both sides wanted to lose the game, so I think that obviously contributed a lot. Obviously, Villa missing um, Jack Grealish again, it does cement the um, the view of a lot of us with the Grealish and the one-man team thing, because since he's been missing, I don't think they've won. Um, so, you know, it has to come into effect and... Yeah, but you can't not Aston Villa because obviously this season is a tremendous season. Absolutely, you know, them and um, yourselves, West Ham, I think, the two teams that have really shone. So, yeah, I mean, they're not going to be too disappointed, but obviously, you know, they want to kick on and they, they want to push for them Europa League places. Why not? You know, they're in a good position too, so you expect a little more, to be honest. But no, no, it's, you know, local derby, so you, you can't be too um, unsatisfied, to be honest. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think, like you said, with derbies, when there's no fans in there, it's more of a cagey atmosphere because, you know, you, fans make derbies. It's as simple as that. You know, it's, it's going to be so weird watching Arsenal Tottenham on Sunday. You know, it'll be like Rangers Celtic. That, you know, usually that has all the hype, all the fans are about, especially now Rangers winning the title. But yeah. there's just going to be a small part where it just doesn't feel the same. But... Um, that's football for you in a minute, but soon, soon next season definitely is going to be all um, all back to normal. Fingers crossed. But move on to the last game Saturday, uh, Saturday night game. Brighton Leicester finished two uh, one to Leicester. Adam Alana getting his first goal for Brighton, but it weren't enough. Um, Ian Acho scoring and, and Marty uh, getting a late winner for Leicester. This for Leicester is huge because they were having a bit of a a bad streak after getting knocked out of the Europa League. So it's kind of helping them a little bit with their top four push. Whereas Brighton, you know, two games in a row where they should have won games and they lost, and now another game where they even went ahead and they've now lost, leaves them 17th, level on points with Fulham. Luckily for them, they have got a game in hand. But we'll go on to Leicester first, then, Erbrook, because you... Obviously, he did say that you know when they got if they have to concentrate on something, and you know they got the Europa League, FA Cup, and the league. Um, obviously, you said that they were struggling Europe, and they did. You said they'll struggle after getting knocked out of Europe, and they have. Um, do you still think? Do you think this this win is going to give them that boost that they needed, or you know, I think do you think they just. Not a one-off because obviously Leicester are third, and you know rightly so. 
But is it going to be quite similar to last season where they did kind of bottle it near the end of the season with a few wins, but also more losses than what they usually should have? Look, absolutely. Um, you know, you look at the game at the weekend, two late goals from Leicester, wasn't it? Mm. Um, look, for me, these are the two teams you, a lot of people's eyes are going to be on. Um, in Leicester's respect, you know, they could bottle this. The players have got out, they, they could. You know, they had a tremendous season, absolutely tremendous season. You know, you can't take any, anything away from them. They have played fantastic. You know, they beat City. You know, a draw United, which you probably should have, they could have won. And, you know, they beat Arsenal. No, they lost to Arsenal, didn't they? They beat Arsenal and lost, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A tremendous season. But, you know, at the end of the day, a tremendous season doesn't always, you know, guarantee you what you want. Um, you know, West Ham United have had a tremendous season, excellent season. They're not guaranteed to be in the Europa, Champions League places. So hmm. it's all about finishing the season off. Um, there's some big games coming up for Leicester. Some games that they've um, really got to do well because teams, are, some teams, you know, below them are picking up. They are going to have that eye on them. Um, you like yourself, you Tottenham, um, you Villa, Everton. You know, Liverpool. I don't know what planet they're in at the minute, but teams are going to have eye on them. And, you know, can we catch them? Can we do something? Uh, as like as Man United will have eyes on. But, you know, these you, you've got to finish your season off now. You, you know, so they really need to just dig, keep, you know, keep digging in and getting the results. Brighton, on the other hand, sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. Um, Sheffield United, obviously, we're down. We've just said that. West Brom are down for me. So it's a shootout. And it's a shootout between themselves, uh, Fulham, Newcastle, obviously, and Burnley may get dragged into it. Uh, you know, I, I can't see that, but they may. So, Brighton's got to pick formal because they played a Palace side a couple of weeks ago who was shocking. Um, they battered them and couldn't put the ball in and it ended up losing. Um, they lost the game after that. I can't remember who that was against. Um, it'll come to me. Um, and then they lose again this week. They're not playing. They're playing well possession-wise, but they're not creating half as much as they should. And Fulham are picking up, and you don't you don't want to be getting dragged into it? Not now. Um, yeah, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. You think they're in more trouble than Newcastle? Oh, wow. Um, Wow, you got me there, matey. Um, no. No. And, and the only reason for that is I would say they have the capability of getting themselves out of it. Let's face it, I think they played well against Leicester. They should have beat Palace. Uh, that other team, who did they lose to? I can't, work, can't remember. Is it West Brom? West Brom, wasn't it? Yeah, West Brom. Was yeah, West Brom, They was all over there. Yeah. So that's what, potentially what, seven points they should have had? Mm. And they've got none from them. You'd say they should have beat the Palace and uh, West Brom. They may have deserved a point. The you know the other nine, that's seven points lost. You put that seven points on, they're in. They're out of it, aren't they? Um, yeah, they they can be. Uh, what they'll be what what twenty seven, um, 
So you're looking at about 33, 34 points, which puts them in about 12th, 13th. Yeah, so, so they've got the capability. And then if you said to yourself, well, could Newcastle get seven points next? Mm. You, you, you'd probably worry. But um, I, I think, you know, like I've just said, I think it's a shootout between the three and maybe Burnley could get dragged into it. Mm. I doubt that. Uh, I, I do think it's out of um, Brighton, Fulham and Newcastle. But I do expect Brighton to get out of it, to be honest. I do. I think, you know, if I had to pick, if, you know, if I had to put the team out of the three that I really fear for the most out of them three, it would certainly be Newcastle, to be honest. Yeah. But, uh, I actually, I actually that because I wanted to go go on to the Newcastle game because they drew 0-0 with West Brom. This is our the first game on the, the Sunday fixtures um, against the West Brom side who get absolutely battered at home. It doesn't matter who they play; they always are shaky for some reason. And you can never, and there, there's some things that you just can't answer. And one of those is how on earth West Brom can play. Decent enough away from home, but play shocking at home. Um, but Newcastle couldn't get a goal past them. Yes, they kept a clean sheet, but this is a team who are 19th in the league. You know, and Newcastle are... The Newcastle fans must be biting their fingernails every single fixture list, thinking, are we going to win? Are we? Because I don't think we are. Yeah, you know, I can't see where they're going to get their next win from. I really can't. Their next game is um, who is their next game? Let me double check because I don't think it's as easy as I think. They got Villa next Friday. Wow, Villa at home. Now, I've said this plenty of times before. You know, St James's Park, massive stadium, massive fan base. You know, Newcastle. Go. You know, they had. Glorious players. They had uh, glorious managers. Obviously, um, Bobby Robson being one. And then it all gets overshadowed because of one fat man in Mike Ashley. And that's the truth. That That is the truth lately. You know, you can't... You can, And it's difficult for Newcastle because you try and think of the glory times, but the glory times didn't win you many trophies. Barely any. And even those glory days, it's, it's just been overshadowed by Mike Ashley. And we've gone on and on about Mike Ashley at Newcastle. And, you know, so we'll, we'll leave Mike Ashley talk out of this uh, this one. But this game against a really, really poor, and I've classed him as an embarrassing West Brom side, is so bad, I think. Really bad. Don't matter how bad you're playing. Because Newcastle, sorry, um, West Brom. They just can't play at home. It's as simple as that. They just can't play at home. And I just don't know. And, and that's why I asked you a question, because I wanted to see who you would say. And I completely agree with you. I think Newcastle are in a worse state than Brighton, even though they're a point ahead, because they can't beat the teams like West Brom. They can't even score a goal. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they deserve to go down, personally. I think, I think Fulham deserve to stay up, because Scott Parker's shown fight. Fulham showed back in behind the man. Um, and the players have shown up. Newcastle, on the other hand, bloody, you've got Steve Bruce having a having a tussle with, um, I think it was Richie on the training ground. That gets leaked by someone who, who works at Newcastle, so that's not good. You know, it's, it's what is going on at this Newcastle team? Like this Newcastle team is 
and falling apart. It really is, isn't it? Absolutely, mate. I mean, I've called Newcastle quite a lot these recent weeks, and you know, I love Newcastle. I, you know, I really do. I mean, I can remember my mum buying me a um, an Alan Shearer Newcastle kit when I was like one, two. I mean, she was obsessed with Alan Shearer. She absolutely fancied him. You know, AKA Alan Shearer could be my dad. AKA <laughs> only joking. I'm miles better looking, but no, um, <laughs> no. But yeah, I mean, you, should, you know, this house, my house, I would love for bloody uh, Newcastle United football. But, but there was a team, Tom. There was, you know, the fans. They were amazing. And you, when you went to St James's Park, you were in a game. Believe me, you were in a game. You know, it's gone. The football's dire to watch. It's embarrassing. There's no attack. There's no flair. The defence is championship level um, and, I, and I don't mean top five championship level either um, it's, it's really poor and you know West Brom yes they've had some lucky results you know they've got drivers but that's not an accomplishment um, not a bad result with Chelsea at home but like you said they're a shocking team at home they're a shocking side and you look at that game and you think that's two teams fighting for their life West Brom, a lot of ground to make up on, you know. But Newcastle, that's a game you've got to get three points in. You know, or even if you get a point, do something in the game. No one looked like winning that. Um, and, you know, we talk about Mike Ashley every week, and I say it every week. He was more interested in being for Debenhams. I know I say it every week, but if I, you know, that is ridiculous. You know, you've got, like you said, I didn't even know this when you said about him being linked to Mbappe. And they're going to get Andy Carroll. I mean, I thought you was having a joke. They actually was. And I think, well, you know, you've got your own and more bothered about clothes and signing some players. And you look at the stadium, man. Now, Newcastle's a man, you know, 50,000 plus. 50,000. For what? And I've said this, like I said, millions of times, fans was in that ground. It would be horrific. I tell you, I mean, we all know about the West Ham fans on the pitch of the corner flag with Noble and that, but I think this would be worse. Oh, oh I agree. Oh, wow. Oh, so passionate. And... They've been through it before, haven't they? They've been through it before uh, a number of years yeah. ago. When they relegated, and I think Alan Shearer was... He was like the interim manager for like the final few games, and you know it was it was hard to believe back then. And you thought, bloody hell, you know that's Newcastle. Passionate. Now it, it's it's like you think, yeah, because they've not they've not improved at all. They, they've they've really not. But you know, I hate going on about it, but it's true. Each week they they don't show any promise and. I think I do think they are destined for the championship, and I feel like they're going to not come back up for a long time. They're going to be a middle spread. They're going to be a Blackburn, a Stoke, um, a Sunderland. I was, you I know, was what I mean? say they could be a Sunderland, couldn't they? Hmm. Which uh, it's just, would be horrible for football. Can you imagine yeah, that? I, it, it just wouldn't. It just it's just awful. Awful, but there's, there's no one to blame but Mike Ashley for not bringing anyone in and stopping 
people taking over. Why why come out and say, yeah, people can buy this club and then turn down everyone that comes at you? Wow. Greedy, bloody twat. Money, money, mate. Money, money. You're bang on, mate. Um, next game, then. Uh, Liverpool-Fulham. And uh, this is just fantastic. <laughs> um, 1-0 Fulham. Um, Lamina scoring a goal. Salah with the mistake, which was even better. Um, that is Liverpool's sixth defeat to Anfield in a row. Um, it, it's just... It's, so weird, isn't it? Like, it's just that's the only word I can describe this because they went 68 games unbeaten at that at their own ground, and now they've lost six in a row, not drawn any, lost all six. And the teams they've lost to, full a team that's yes, they are improved massively, but shouldn't be beating a team like Liverpool, Burnley, ridiculous, shouldn't be beating them, Brighton. Shouldn't be beating them. Everton, who have not won at Anfield in God knows how long, shouldn't be beating them. Um, Man City, yes, that's probably the only one. I can't remember the last one. Who was the last one? It wasn't West Brom, was it? Or was that 1-1? That was 1-1. Who was was it to beat them? Brighton. Brighton, Burnley, Fulham, Mm. City... Brighton, Burnley, Fulham, City. Who else? What's it? Chelsea. Chelsea. Chelsea Chelsea as well. Um, So, yeah. I just... I find it weird. But I can't say anything but well-played Fulham. Their defences turn into a rock. Which you know uh, they've got a centre back who I said um, at, when the game was played. I said he he looks very good and he's apparently been good for a number of weeks. I've, I've never really kept in contact with Fulham and watched him play. That his name Anderson, their their oh, captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked fantastic. He looked like he just so um, energetic. Um, I like their um, I like their new striker. I like Lookman. Lookman's. You know, I've changed my views on him. He, I thought, never play again after what he did with the penalty. And that look, he he was doing so well. And um, I think yeah, right back Reed, he's been playing well. Every everyone, Lamina as well. So Fulham deserved that. I thought they deserved that win fully. I thought they they played so well. They were defensively strong. Um, but Liverpool on the other hand looked bad. And I don't mean as in like, oh, you know, you can have a, an off day and, you know, but you're Liverpool. Liverpool looks shocking. And you, if you looked, if you did look at the table and you looked at that, the way these two teams were playing, you would have thought they were near enough similar in the, in the table. Not one team being fighting relegation, the other one trying to defend their uh, championship. You know, and, and I'll ask you this question, Bucky. And it's been floating around for weeks and weeks now. Is this the worst title defence in Premier League history? I think it's certainly got to be up there. Um, there's been some shocking title defences, but it, it's going to be up there, isn't it? Um, they've been shocking. Uh, I mean, I can remember saying weeks and weeks and weeks ago that if you if you finished head of Liverpool, you'd win the league. Wow. Um, 
at this rate, eight eight teams will win the league. Um, <laughs> but look, Liverpool, look, I've said this now for quite a few few weeks. They have not changed that side. It's it must be tired. It must be, you know. They've not changed nothing. Um, little call out of ideas, and they're not playing the same football. They're not playing that attacking football. Attacking passes straight through. You know, through balls gone, bang, goal. There's none of that. It's gone. Um, they look all out of ideas. Klopp looks beated. He doesn't know what to say, does he? he? I don't think he can believe it himself. It's not helped Brefton to bring the new um, two centre halves in. Um, because you can tell, I, I tell you this now, you can tell why the boy from uh, Schalke. You can tell, yeah, just, you can tell why his team was at the bottom of the league. Wow, I'll tell you that. Um, that's a free one for you. Um, whew, it was well, mate. He was meant to be one of the biggest hot prospects oh, a few years ago. Honestly, I watched him in... I can't remember what game it was. Oh, I think it was Jimmy. It might have been Chelsea. Oh, he's all over him. He doesn't know where the ball is. Um, Mane... Looks interested sometimes. He doesn't. His rotation of Firmino, Mane, 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 um, and Salah is ridiculous. One minute he's playing one of them, next minute he's playing two, next minute he's playing three of them, next minute he's resting them all. Mm. There's no, you know, it's not that fair enough, every player needs rotation, but, you know, and the thing I always think about uh, Brewery is without Yotta's goals in the first part of the season, where would they be? Um, yeah. I mean, where, where, I, I, I know Salah's. Is he? Is he still top scorer? Salah's still, yeah, it's top goal scorer yeah. in the Prem, which is quite fascinating. If you take them, you know, because I saw some very important goals, didn't they? Um, mm. You take that away, and you—they just need. I don't know. I, I don't think Klopp will be there next season. I've got a funny feeling, and I joked about you, uh, yourself and the math boy. I really think he's boss around. I, I really do. Um, as well as a few players from there, but look, you know, don't take anything away from football. Like you just said, they were class. I mean, I remember we was on headset, wasn't we, for the end part of the game, and I couldn't believe what you were telling me. Mm-hmm. Um, fair play. What 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 can you say about Fulham? They looked awful. First few weeks, I said there was the worst team ever. Now, good football, good good football, and. You know, Scott Parker, fair play. Well done. Um, He's looking phenomenal, yeah. isn't he? He just, for, for his first managerial role, I know that he's barely done it. He, he got the team promoted, which is fantastic. But it would have been so much, it's so easy for Fulham to mm. sack him after the season. I like this, and I've said this before actually um, to my dad. Um, Teams are looking more... They, they want to have more faith in their mm. managers now. You know, you look years ago with relegated teams. Bar, bar um, West Brom this season. Two out of three would have a new manager by Christmas. So, in, in, you know, and look at it now. Uh, Sheffield United stopped with theirs. For some reason, West Brom didn't. And, um, and obviously, Scotty Parker's still there. He's done a phenomenal job, and he deserves every credit. Even if they go down, they deserve so much credit for having that fight. Pardon me to get to get back into it. 
But um, I'll ask one more question before we move on to the big game that um, happened on the weekend. So we mentioned on the Red Zone um, podcast, if you haven't seen it, go check it out, about Martial in or out. Uh, is it time to cash in on Martial? I read somewhere that some that, um, I don't know what paper it was that they put the exact same question, but instead of Martial, most Salah. What would you say about that? Would they said? Do you think it's time that Liverpool cash in on most Salah? Do you think that's a bit too much because obviously he's still top goal scorer, or could or do you think it could be time to? Let him go and bring someone else, bring someone new in, really. Bring an out and out striker in, perhaps. Wow. <sighs> what a gamble that would be. <laughs> yeah. in, wow. In my opinion, you can't get rid of Manny. Who you bring in? I, I think Manny's too. too yeah, boring. I, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. If you ask me the question, Mane or Salah, um, then obviously. Yeah, 100%. I'm with you on that. Um, wow, Rui, you put me on the spot. <laughs> no, keep him. Too much. See, I said that as well. Who do you bring in? Exactly. That's, that's my if, argument. If you, could tell me you could, if you could tell me who you're going to bring in, then um, fair enough. But who, do you, who, who would they get? I mean, judging on league form, um, who, who's who's going to want to go there? To be honest, it's there's always what and I've, I've I've seen this lately. There's only one name that is popping up for every big team when somebody says, "Who are you going to buy? Who can they buy?" And that's Harlan. Harlan's that one striker that everyone wants now, isn't? Yeah. It? And would he he might sue Liverpool, but then like you said, it's a huge risk of letting him go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I said, I think I said didn't I? The other, I think I said the other week, out of the Premier League sides um, for Haaland, I actually said Liverpool would be the best suited um, mm. because this this how they play. Um, Borussia Dortmund, they're a very uh, with team. Uh, Thorgan Hazard, uh, Sancho, um, you got Urena coming through and play brand it. You know, so they are a very um, they they play on the wing, which Liverpool do. You know, so it would probably suit him. Would he choose there? Not a chance. Um, not in current form. He'd look at the managers. I think if Klopp were to stay, ex Dortmund coach, keep Salah, keep Mane. To be honest with you, but if I had to say one out the door out of the three, the, the power three, they say, it would probably be Firmino. Um, mm. If I had, you know, if I, I think it's a massive gamble. You know, um, Salah, Haaland and Mane. Wow. Oh, God. Lock, lock up your defenders. But, um, oh, yeah. yeah, I think a gamble, matey. You know, I mean, is Salah going to want to go there? And then if, say, Man City knock around the corner and go, I want to come here, 100 million, 150, whatever. want to come, come to these boys. Exactly. You know, it's the same with Chelsea, Chelsea going for him. It's the same with Manchester United going for him. Um, whoever. Um you likes Real Madrid, Barcelona. Um, you, you know what I mean? You, you've got a, a top player like that needs something to come for. Liverpool declining. He's a very weird boy, isn't he, Harland? I mean, I mean I've seen some of that oh, gotcha. conference. And I'm like, wow. 
Okay. No, nice. No sense, uh, you know, I think you, I think you said this, haven't you? You've reckoned bang on City, don't you? Yeah, I bang. I reckon it'll be a City this time. Oh uh, yeah. I think I think it all depends on with Haaland. Is where's Messi going? I think Messi's staying. They got a new president, I, I don't didn't know, they? Mate, I don't so, know. yeah. Oh yeah. So they they. Um, I think he was one of their former presidents is now wow. resigned. And him and Messi get on along really well, apparently. And so I think he's. I think he'll stay. I think they'll find a way. They'll, like that team revolves around Messi, so um, you know if if Messi says get rid of Coman, Coman's gone. I think Coman's gone anyway, because uh, it looks like from what I'm looking here, they need three goals in twenty minutes, otherwise they're out of the Champions League. They're not winning the um, La Liga, so. He's failed at um, Barcelona. So, Messi, if Messi's staying, he, he, I, think he, I think he will. I think he will. But, um, and I think, yeah, Haaland, I think he's set for City. I think Aguero will be off. I think I think it's his time to leave and I think it's going to be um, Haaland's time to come to the Premier League and show why he's going to be well, probably the best striker um, in world football. Just, just anyway, you, anyway, just anyway, anyway. talking about that. Could you say? Oh, could yeah. you obviously you just said about the president, which I didn't know. Um, could you see there being a really big twist, Bruin Harlan going that way? Um, it happened with Neymar, didn't it? Uh, from was it Corinthians? I can't remember where did, where did he come from. Corinthians. Uh, yes, that's it. Yeah, sorry, that was it. Santos. Um, could they do that? Could they really shock? Could they do something shocking? Could they keep Messi on one side? Could they play here something like him on one? Could they bring in an experienced top manager like I've been saying, McClop? Do do don't rule them out. Don't rule that team out. I'm telling you. You know, we had Zach on um, a few quite a few weeks ago, and I said, don't rule Barcelona out. Could they gamble? I think. Um... Could they really gamble? I think if they, I think if any team gambles on Ireland, they the reward will pay off. The kid, the kid's a different breed <laughs> of a human, and he he generally is like I've. Oh, Liverpool's just gone one 0 up and shot his oh, most salaries. Like, right, <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you, But um, yeah, Harland for me is a different breed. Never seen a strike like him before. And he he says things in interviews, like we said, are weird as anything. Um, but then at the same time, some of the things he says oh, are yeah. fantastic. So so he scored a tap-in against um, Seville last night, which, by the way, was hilarious because apparently when he missed the first penalty, the keeper shouted something at him. He got retaken. And then he scored, he missed the penalty again, but then tapped it in and screamed at the keeper's face. I was like, oh, God. I said, imagine that monster screaming at your face. And um, the reporter said, oh, uh, you know, you celebrated really, like, loudly for just scoring a tap-in. He was like, you see it as a tap-in, I see it as a fantastic goal. So I, it's just something like, I've got, you've got so much things running through your head. You've got to stay, stay focused on the task. 
And after missing the penalty, the task was to score to tap it. And I was like, that's a different breed of a striker right there. No striker would ever would ever come out and say a tap is a fantastic goal. But, he, he, but the way he said it, he's like, yeah, Christ, it makes so much sense. And he scored 20 goals in the Champions League already. You know, he's broken the record for the most Champions League goals um, before the age Christ. of 21. He's a monster. Like I said, he's not human. You watch him play and, you know, he can score, um, you know, he can score a header. He scored a bicycle kick against Schalke, which was insane. His, his debut for uh, for Dortmund, he scored a hat-trick. And I... I I know we're going off of it a little bit, but you you said a thing which really like you know I didn't get a chance to say anything, but it really caught my attention when you said about Sancho and Haaland. Like that, their link up is one of the best in Europe, hands down. Um, it might make look it might make uh, Sancho look less because of his goals are less coming in, but that's because he's teeing up Haaland more. I think you're right. If someone, if someone's got the balls to do it, take that risk of getting two hundred, two fifty, whatever it is, to get those two boys in your team. And I think you're right. I think if United have the guts, get them in, get them in, because there's no gamble there, in my opinion. Bloody hell, Liverpool's gone two 0 up. <laughs> Sadio Mane has scored. <laughs> But yeah, like I just for me, like I said, I want Haaland in the Prem. I want to see him at uh, City. I probably even United. I'd like to see him at. But I think I think City's the place he'll go, and if they can, and I think it'll be really difficult to do it. If City can bring in Sancho as well, then we can already <laughs> say goodbye to the Premier League for anyone winning it by City because they are just a different. He's a different breed of a human. But all right, we'll go on to. We've already spoke about this under uh, Red Zone. Like I said, go check it out. Man United two 0 winners against City in what I will describe as the shock of the day and the shock of the weekend because purely United have been dog shit and City have been incredible. And I don't know what happened, but it was the complete opposite that day. Like United were unbelievable and City looked poor until, and like we have stated, Foden comes on the pitch. And that should just ring alarm bells to a pep and think, right, no more messing about. Get this kid on the pitch every game because he is a game changer. Like, so we'll talk, we will talk about United because obviously they're your love of your life. Go on. What, what do you think? Like we've said this before, Luke Shaw, best player, play, player of the season for you. Yeah, to uh, you know, without a shadow of doubt. And obviously, you know, check out the, uh, you know, the Red Zone episode for that for the game more detail. Look, you know, there's you know, there's key players in this uh, Manchester United side that for me are keeping it alive, um, and none of them that I'm going to mention are attackers. Um, and the two boys that are keeping the, share, the flag going, as you say, or whatever, are the two players 
well, one of them I was always going to say, because I think he's a top boy in Luke Shaw, but the one I'm going to say, oh, wow, I thought I'd never say this. But it's Scott McTominay. It, you know, oh. I've really, you know, eaten my words, I tell you that. Um, I didn't think that um, pride, passion can always overcome your ability as a footballer. Yeah, I mean, look, Scott McTominay is an average Premier League footballer. I'm not, he's not going to be world-class, okay? He's not. But what he gives you is so much commitment and it's, it's what they need. You know, You know, I, I'll even go as far as to say, and this is, oh God, this is making me feel ill. Put the blooming armband on him if you have to. And I mean that. You know, I'd sooner him have the armband on than Harry Maguire. And to be honest with you, I'd sooner him have the armband on than uh, Bruno Fernandes. Um, I, I can't call him. I can't call his boy. You know, he's turned his game around and, you know, you know now, bro, you know when you know, go to the charts. I say, make sure McTominay's playing. Make sure he's playing. Make sure the boy's playing because he is the boy. Um, and he just gives you something different and, you know, he gives you 100% and I think that's all you can ask for. The attackers need to, you know, get that rocket up their arse again a little bit, I think. Um, I think at the weekend they played well. You know, they're tracking back. First time I've seen Rashford track back in a year. Uh, Martial, look, he, he didn't score. He should have scored. But there was work effort, you know, he got the penalty. He, he created movement, you know, he separated defenders. And, you know, and Diaz and Stones, it's hard to them to at the minute, uh, you know, the boys. And, the, you know, they separated them nicely and, you know, they, they, they got the rewards. Um, Bruno, you know, we've said a couple of times, does go missing. But, you know, he, he does provide you with that moment, you know, the penalty. You know, he scored it. So, they, they, you know, there's his moment. But he does go missing, I think, and he's stuck at that. But, you know, you can't, you can't judge his commitment, you know, like I said, in the red zone, he was... You know, he's you know hanging around Saltshaw when he got subbed off, and you know keeping his eye on the game, which was nice to see. Um, City, respectively, I think you know that Man United was helped with the team choice. Um, you know, you've just said it yourself, Foden. Why he doesn't start, I I'll never know. Um, because he's class. He's pure class. Um, that man. Um, so uh, probably a positive for Man United that. But he didn't start to be honest because when he came on, they looked a different team. Um, you know, I don't really always, you know, be nice about Man United, but they, but they deserved to win that game. In on the whole ninety minutes, they probably they, they did deserve that result to be honest. And credit to them, uh, Henderson for me now he's your number one. Um, but you know, like I said, they've got a decision to make. Check that out. Um, so we spoke about that a lot more detail the other day. Um, it's a good performance, mate. You know, do you know what I mean? But, but you know, like it's consistency. Let's do it again now and again and then again. You can't just beat a team and then draw your next and lose your next. What's the point? Do you know what I mean? And we've got teams looking at you know over our shoulder that they're gonna catch, they're gonna try and catch you. So. You've got to keep it going. Simple as that. Mm. Just because you beat your rivals. I mean, what are they? Your rivals. 12 points clear in the league. Well done. You've only beat them. At the end of the day, we yeah. can say, we've beat City away. 
And then City will come back, well, well we've won the league. <laughs> I know which one I'd rather be talking about, mate. So Exactly. It's it's a nice it's a nice feeling for the few hours after um after the game, but you're not gonna go into well let's say, you know, people could go into work. You're not going to go into work the next day to a Man City fan and start ranting and raving because they all they exactly. come back is with twelve points. Just your ten minutes of banter with your mate. Uh, and at the end of the day, it'll be, mm. you know, come whenever this league finishes, May, whenever, it's going to have, you know, champions, Manchester City, not Manchester United. Um, so, yeah. yeah, good result, but maintain it now. Um, we, we know who's next, so, you know, we certainly know who's oh, next. You know, every, every West Ham fan will be thinking these two words, United or why? Sold. There's, That's there's two I words that keep an hammer up at night. Yeah, United away. Get it. <laughs> oh, good old film. Good aim straight. Right, uh, well, we'll get on to the next game then. Uh, three games to go. Uh, Tottenham Palace, absolute um, dreading the day that this happened, but it has. Uh, Gareth Bale has come back to his normal self. And, um, yeah, I said this at the beginning of the season when he signed, imagine Kane, Son and Bale up front for Tottenham. And they've left it late, but they're here now. And um, it's scary as fuck. <laughs> Pardon my swearing. I didn't like it. <laughs> we West, I've said this before, West Ham got away with it big time. And I don't think any other West Ham fan can say different. Son had an off day. Bale had a good day. Kane had an off day. But when them three are on a good day, no one's stopping that up front. No one. I don't care who it is. You're not stopping Gareth Bale when he's in that form. You're not stopping Kane when he's bagging goals for fun. And Omin Song's just one of the best players around at the minute. But yeah, anyway... Um, yeah, Gareth Bale. Like we've said before, he was playing. He had to play um, for a, a chance to play for Tottenham next season because we can guarantee that you know whether he played good, bad, whatever, he's not getting back in that Real Madrid side purely because he's not liked by yeah, yeah. Uh, Zidane. So regardless of what happened next with next season, he's not a Real Madrid player in my eyes. So he and I think he knows that as well. So it was either Tottenham or or bust, really. Um, and like I said, he's come out now and he's absolutely run the show. Um, so yeah, what what are your uh, what are your thoughts on Bale? And also, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a nice a nice on the spot Same. question to you um, after you say something. Boy can play football. You know, we don't doubt that, do we? Um, United was interested in him in uh, the transfer window. I, I didn't, I wasn't for that move, but my, he can play. Um, he's shown it in uh, Europa League ties. Um, obviously, against Palace, um, he, the twenty-minute spell he had against West Ham, he, he can play. There's, there's no doubt he is on his day a top-class footballer. There's, you can't argue. Um, I think you think you said this off off the podcast, um, Brew. I think you bang on. He's playing now for his 
to keep at that club. He knows. He knows he's been poor. And he won't want to go back to Spain. I'll tell you that, because oh, they don't like him over there, I'll tell you that. Um, so, And who's going to want him? So he's got to do something, because he's, he's wage demand. He's that, mm. he's that big. You know, you, you've got to prove it. You can't just demand all that and then play like, I don't know, Luke Chadwick, you know what I mean? But you've got to do something. And he's showing it. Um, whether that's enough remains another story. Um, he doesn't suit Mourinho, I tell you that. He's the problem. Mourinho's the problem. Um, I really do think that. But you can't knock Tottenham at the minute playing well, you know, pick some victories up, you know, keeping, you know, they're, they're trying to keep tabs on the teams in front of them and it, it's going to be interesting. Second, third, fourth place is it's really interesting. You wouldn't be surprised between, you know, what, seven teams at least probably filling them positions. So it's going to be interesting and yeah, uh, Bale might prove pivotal to that um, wait and see but yeah I certainly think he's playing for his uh, I think he's playing for next season I think he's certainly playing for that um, that contract extension or um, obviously the option to buy so yeah we'll soon see what happens matey yeah uh, here's my question then and this is our, this isn't about Bale uh, this is about Harry Kane I've got two questions for you first question do you think he is in the top five best players in the world right now? Wow. I'll tell you I'm mine. Striker, right? I don't think there's much better. Out and out striker. I don't like this thing he's doing, this um, dropping into midfield. I don't like it. Um. I just don't like it. I just don't know what it is, but I think if you're a striker, you're a striker. Finish me the ball, put the ball in the net, you know, get me the goal. Simple. That's what I want you to do. I don't want you to track back. If he's having to track back, there's something wrong in the midfield, isn't there? You know, you don't see your top strikers. You don't see yeah, Mbappe tracking back. You don't see, you know, Haaland tracking back. Um, but your answer to your question, top five? Yes. Because I don't think Messi or Ronaldo would get in my top five as well. No, and I was just about, I was just about to ask you a side question. What is your, what would your top five be? Obviously, you don't have to put them in order, but mine would be Lewandowski, and I'd have Lewandowski at number one because he's an animal. Harry Kane, uh, Haaland, I'd have in there. Uh, I'd have Bruno in there. And then I'm stumped for number five because Mane's been off the pace, Neymar's been off the pace, and Bappe's not been fully good. Obviously, like I said, Ronaldo and Messi, they've obviously we knew that they were going to drop off because of age. Um, Salt? Declan Rice, fine. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I think top four for me personally is it is going to be Haaland, Lewandowski, Kane. And uh, I forgot I said Bruno as well, but um, yeah. What what do you, if you what would your top five be uh, if you can Harlan think to them? Harlan's a certainty. Lewandowski is a certainty. 
Uh, yeah, I should probably agree with you on Lewandowski. I think he would be my first pick, to be honest. Um, Lewandowski, Haaland, 100%. Them two, uh, they walk into walk into any team, especially on this season. Um, Bruno, I, I'm not saying this because obviously I'm a Man United fan. I, I do think Bruno Fernandes is quality on his day. Um, you know, it's that killer pass. Um, and he's, you know, some movement. Yes, he loves penalties, but he does offer a little bit more than that. Um, Harry Kane, yeah, you know, he he's carried he carries Tottenham more than you think. Um, I know there's the likes of Son, you know, Mora, um, Gareth Bale, um, but he does create a lot. I mean, a lot of Son's goals have been that one-two with Kane, hasn't it? Um, so I, I you know, yeah. I agree with them four. With you, <laughs> the other one, look, Mbappe has scored some important Champions League goals. Um, Hat trick. Mm. against Barca at the uh, new Camp. I look round the leagues, is anyone really impressing? Not really in the Italian league, the, the German league. Look, there's a lot of Bayern Munich players that, you know, play well. Um, I look at the Dortmunds. Yeah, to be honest, judging on it, I look at the Premier League, is anyone shining? I would probably put KDB in there as my as in the top five now. I think I know that he had a bad game against United, but I'll tell you what, I'll do, yeah, yeah. I'll put your wild card. Here's the difference. I'll tell you a player that I think you know up and coming that will be in there should really is you know in and around there. I'd say Phil Foden. Phil Foden, I know. I think uh, Mav said it. He's going to be the best player in the world one day, and I feel like he's right. If if for some <laughs> reason Ellen Harlan quits football, <laughs> I rate I rate Foden so much. I think that'll be one. That'll be one too. But Aaron Harlan, I've said before, he's not human. And <laughs> well, no, I think he's right. Phil Foden. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, Phil Foden is... I don't even think Foden's a wild card anymore. <laughs> He's too good. But yeah, um, yeah, that, that's, that's what I say. <laughs> right, let me, let, me give you, oh, let me give you the last question. We'll move on to the next game. So, uh, keeping with Harry Kane. Harry Kane, I think if Tottenham don't win the... If they've got the Carabao Cup final, wouldn't they, against... City. If they don't beat City, I think Kane's leaving end of the season. Oh my God. Oh wow. Mbappe's just ran the length of the field and blazed out of the box. Decent. Um, <laughs> you're out. Get out. But yeah, um, Harry Kane, if he leaves Tottenham, can't see him going abroad. So I think he'll go to um, an English club. And at the minute, who knows who it'll be? 159 goals he's got at the minute, Bucky. My question is, is he going to be breaking Alan Shearer's record of 260 oh, goals? It's going to be close, isn't it? Um, it's going to be very close. I don't think he'll be mm. a Tottenham player next season. Um, it's going to be very interesting, actually, this season, uh, in the transfer window, is who who's Manchester City going to go with? Um, look, they need a striker. Do they go for two? I don't. I don't. Probably not going to get the funds to go for two. I tell you now, matey, Manchester City's plans, I think, really do hinder a lot of clubs. I honestly believe that. I honestly believe whatever striker option they take 
is going to affect so many. Um, because, I t you know, Man City are not going to sign, <laughs> not going to sign all three, Kane, Haaland, Messi, Jesus. Um, and probably no. not going to sign two of them. Um, because the wage demand is going to be high, the fee is going to be too high, financial fair play. Look, Messi, like you said, Barca, is he worth the risk? Debatable. I think it could come down to City having a choice to make. Do they go with Erling Haaland or do they, don't, do they actually go with Harry Kane? Um, my prediction is that Harry Kane will be a Manchester football a Manchester football club player. I don't know which one. I honestly believe that. Um, he wouldn't suit Manchester United, to be honest. Um, but I believe he will be one. He will go one of the way. Um, I think you'll see out of the three players I've just said: Messi, Haaland, um, and Kane. Sorry, two of them will be Manchester players. I really do. I don't know which two, but two of them will. Um, so, your question, will Kane break it? Move clubs. Move. Win something. Win something. I, look, Alan Shearer's record, absolutely mm. tremendous. Fantastic striker. Fantastic striker. But me as a football player, do I want to be known as the highest goal scorer in Premier League history? Or do I want to win a Premier League? You know... The stat of, oh, I was the all-time greatest yeah. Premier League scorer, but I never won it. Hmm. You know, do you know what I mean? You've got to... I agree, man. And, and, I've, and Alan Shearer had the opportunity, and you, you, you fully respect hmm. why he turned down Man United, because obviously Boyhood Club. And, yeah... I don't think um, Harry Kane's going to make the same mistake. But PSG through, by the way, and he drew one-one. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I think um, he will be at a Manchester club, but it all depends on, in my opinion, if City go for Haaland, he'll be. You know, I think Kane will be a United player if City go for Haaland, and it could be the other way around if United somehow. Bag Haaland, yeah. then Kane could go to City. But the one thing that you said that I do disagree on, I think so. Kane can suit your style of play at United. Or Solskjaer just needs to change whatever tactics he actually uses to benefit Harry Kane. Because you're right, I don't like the style of play he's doing this season. Even though it's worked, that isn't Harry Kane. That isn't Harry Kane who drops back and... You know, gets the assists, and you know he's he is the goal scorer. You know, you've got Lewandowski and Haaland in the in the Bundesliga. You've got Harry Kane, and you're going to have to say Mo Salah in the Prem. They're your goal scorers. Mm. How many assists does Lewandowski have? How many assists does Haaland have? You know, bare minimum. And that's not to say that they're selfish. That's to say that they're in. They're they're playing strikers. And they're in those positions to score and not to assist. Harry Kane is proving that he can do both. But if you've got to pick one, get yourself in that box because you are such a threat. It's unreal. And I remember saying, and I think um, years ago, me and Cal Cameron said it. Um, I said it would be a one-season boy. I really did. 
I thought when he had that season at Tottenham, come out of the blue, got a bit of luck because of someone who got an injury and he started playing. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is a one-season wonder. And look at him now. He's like one of the best. He is, well, he's in, like I said, in my and mine and your top five player of the year. No, season, sorry, whatever it is. But, um, yeah, uh, fair play to him. Not fair play to Tottenham because it's winding me up that they're playing well. Um, speaking of another team that's winding me up, um, Chelsea. They win again, 2-0. Um, keep another clean sheet at home against a very informed Everton side. So that's uh, not an easy task there, win. Um, but yeah, they uh, well, they, they played great, didn't they? Uh, ben Godfrey, unfortunate own goal. Jorginho scoring a penalty. And that's about it, really. You know, they won both halves. They showed under Tuchel that they can progress. And it's looking, and, you know, me and Cal did a podcast on it about Lampard getting sacked. For some reason, it's just looking more and more likely that they've, and like we said, they've took a gamble and the gamble has paid off on the two shows, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, look, I don't like this manager. Um, I mean, you know, I just don't like him. Um, not, look, I've got anything against him, but his ways I just are not, I don't think it's very impressive as a football manager um, to call your own players. Um, He's done it at his past clubs. Look, the games he's had, besides the Liverpool game, uh, the Manchester United game, there was games that Chelsea should be winning. Um, I think there's always a saying, isn't there, uh, with both players, managers, let's see next season. Let's see him next season. You know, let's see where Chelsea finish next season. Um, I mean, I think Abramovich has probably brought him in to probably secure top four. Um, but, like I said, it's a bit of a lottery at the minute, this top four. So, well, aside from City. But, look, I don't, I'm not keen on him, Brew. Um, I don't like his style of football. Um, he got very much slated in PSG um, for quite a lot of rift with players, uh, fans, um you know, Cavani openly came out and, you know, called the bloke. So, look, you know, he might, you know, he might change my opinion. He might not. Um, for going, I mean, I would never think he was the man for Chelsea. Um, I really like, um, oh God, the Italian man, uh, Allegri. Um, I'm surprised that wasn't their option, yeah. to be honest. Um, the Leipzig manager maybe as well, but, um, yeah, it was a strange appointment, this one, for me. Um, let, let's see how he gets on next season. But, you know, take nothing away from Chelsea. Um, they, they beat a good Everton side. Jorginho, you know, I could kill this guy. Not literally, um, but, you know, I mean, I had a bet on Chelsea, I can remember. And they missed a penalty. This clown hasn't missed a penalty since. Oh, I'm raging. Yeah. Bag of Sandy <laughs> let me down for. What is he's that bad. way he does it? I hate What's the way he takes point? penalties as well. Oh, I'm fuming, honestly. Mm. He's not missed a penalty since. But uh, that's another note. Uh, but, um, yeah, look, fair play to Chelsea. 2-0, you know, Everton good side. They're moving, aren't they? They are. Their eyes are on your Leicesters, United. Well, both United. 
um, aka the Hammers, aka Claret and Blue, aka the boys in the pink Claret and Blue, aka the boys in charge, aka the team in London. I can't think of anything else. But you know, you get my point. You get my drift. Um, yeah, let's let, let's see what happens, mate. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've got a feeling they'll finish top four. <laughs> AKA, you reckon? Um, yeah, I think I think they're just looking a bit. It's that same old story with big clubs. Uh, you let go of one manager, you bring in another manager, and somehow, for some reason, your players start playing a lot better. Um, obviously, it's probably down to the fact that you don't want to get in the bad books of your new manager. But yeah, he's he's. Um, I don't like. You just said, I don't like him as a manager. I thought he was wrong to call out Hudson Adoy. Um, you know, I just, I, yeah, you know, I just don't, I don't rate him. Uh, but he's a, uh, he's proven doubt was wrong, which is good. I think um, five clean sheets at home for Chelsea now, which is very good, obviously. Um, building up their goal difference, which I think is going to be key for the end of the season. Um, but on Everton's side, um, just a bit of a slip, really. Uh, I thought it'd be a lot closer game, personally. But um, they're still in the mix, and do you know what? They are got to give them credit. So much credit. Got to give Ancelotti. We know how good Ancelotti is as a manager. He's world class. You can put him in that bracket. Um, and to keep this Everton side where they are, because in my in my opinion, I thought they were going to drop. I thought they had that good start. They had four wins in a row. They looked well. But I thought, nah, they're not going to be anywhere near. And look at them. They're, they're still in that race. You know, and I didn't even think West Ham were going to be in there either. I thought it was going to be in a season where you see your top boys battling it out and all that. But credit to him. Calvert-Lewin's proven it. Dominic, I was going to say Dominic then. Um, Richarlison... Um, doing well. One player I'm disappointed is um, Decore. I thought he would have done a little bit more, but I don't watch Everton because I don't support him. So how about that? Um, but we'll go on to the last game to a team that I do support, and that's West Ham Bloody United, who yet again win. Uh, and this time it's a win which was a bit annoying um, because we didn't play well at all. Um, Two goals, Jesse Lingard, woo, um, scoring again. Get him in the Euros. <laughs> and Craig Dawson scoring again. Get him in the Euros as well. Um, yeah, 2-0 against Leeds. Leeds were unlucky. Yeah, I'll put my hands up and say that. Um, I thought they were very, very unlucky not to even get a goal. They could have even deserved a point the way they were playing. Um, but yeah, I would be doing it all about the Hammers, but I've completely forgot about doing it. My bad. Um, I'm not going to lie to people. Um, so I'm just going to express my views on here. So this is the segment all about the hammers now. And I, I honestly, mate, I completely forgot. Um, right, yeah. So the penalty was deserved. It really was because he did trip him. Uh, but apparently, uh, Moisey had a right go with Declan Rice because he gave the penalty to Lingard. Even worse that Lingard missed, but the fortunate um, bubble back to him gave us the lead. 
I can't even say rightly so, Bucky, because I've, like me and you are on headset. Mm. And I said Leeds started off the better team. Had two goals disallowed. The, the second goal, yeah, you know, it went out of play. Rules are rules. But the first goal, the VAR decisions are just getting just silly now. It was like, a, it was like the hair on his kneecap was offside. And you're like, even I said it was a goal. And I was like, surely. Back, Creswell's back leg was trailed. And somehow he was offside. I, you know, you take it, obviously. Um, but yeah, and then we had the 10-minute spell where, like I said, Lingard scored the rebound from the penalty. And Craig Dawson, being Superman, absolutely dove into the ball and um, somehow got it in the back of the net. He's a nutter in that box. And I love it. You know, that man is... <laughs> I don't even know what to describe that man, Bucky. Because I remember when he signed and I was like, what are we doing? You know, we, got, we were linked with Tarkovsky from Burnley, who is proven and very good. And um, we turned him down to get Craig Dawson, who's just been relegated with Watford. We all right. And it's the best decision we've made all year. You know, he's been unbelievable. He's scoring goals. He's keeping clean sheets. He's, he's keeping our defence um, switched on. You know, he's got Diop next to him, who I do, I'm, rate, I'm starting to rate Diop again. But he can drift away in games, and I've seen it before. And he's kind of keeping them in check. But um, overall, an average game of football in our in our sense. But these are the games you've got to, you've got to win. Leeds United are a pushover team. We 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 know how they've played this season. You know, we me and you personally, uh, book. We don't really like their style of play, but it's gotten where it has. But um, once again, for, for Leeds. It's just a matter of not putting the ball in the back of the net. And Patrick Bamford, um, we'll go, we'll chat about him first. You know, they had 17 shots, Bucky, two of them on target. And I, I've said West Ham had an average game, 16 shots, five on target. But at least we put two of them away. Patrick Bamford had two clear chances, one of them really clear, and he put them both over, one wide and one over. Um, I know that he scored goals. I know. I think he scored 13 in the league. But would you say, and another on-the-spot question, if they had a better striker, could they still be challenging for a European place the way that they've been playing this season? Or is Bamford just just uh, a striker that they, they, they need? Really? Too far. Got 43 yeah. goals, haven't uh, they? Probably... 43 goals, that's big. Ooh. Maybe they need a better striker. Maybe, but I don't think that is you know the you know the pinpoint of the problem. The, their problem is you know we both agree it's the style of play. Um, he doesn't work. You, you can get away with it in the championships, and you know against some of the lesser championship sides. Yes, when you play the big boys in the championship, you might you might concede one, but you know Leeds was good enough to you know probably score more uh, last season. But it doesn't work. You can't play this type this type of football against these fast-moving um, Premier League sides. You can't. You know, you can't man. You can't be man on man. You, sometimes you need to double up on man. You need to, you know, you, your midfielders need to man marks and players out of the game. It's typical tactics of football. But Leeds' tactic is just play one way. You know, and it doesn't work. You know, 
you, you can get away with it. Like I said, you can get away with it in some games. You can't get away with it in all. And some games, they play to the strengths of, um, you know, the opposition and, you know, they, they need to change it. And, but, to, you know, look, take nothing away from West Ham. You know, they did what, you know, Leeds didn't do. They put the ball in the net. It's simple as that. I know it sounds stupid, but it's as simple. Um, you know, wins a win. You know, two nil. Take it. Thank you very much. Shake hands. You know, have a play in the shower. Do you know what I mean? But look, you know, I had this argument with uh, Mav weeks back. I would be. I'm disappointed in Leeds, like really. And I don't even like Leeds, uh, but I'm disappointed because. Yes, they've just come up from the championship. Yes, fair enough. But they've got a team. They've got a manager. They've got players. If they play a different way, they'd be a completely different position, believe me. Um, so maybe, you know, they need to sort that out for next season. But on a, on a, you know, on a high note, West Ham, good football. You, you, you can't knock them. You, you can't, you know, you can't say they were lucky because at the end of the day, they were structured right. They won the game. Um, they pressed when they need to. They defended when they need to. Yes, at times the defending was a little bit iffy, but you know you're bound to have that. You know any team has iffy. I mean, look at Manchester City tonight. They conceded two against Southampton. They was iffy. They still won. So you know team effort. You know really good football. Um, look, where can they finish? Do you know can they keep the momentum up? Very, very tough game for them. Next, look, it's a Manchester United side. You don't know what's going to turn up. They could be bad. They could be fantastic. You don't know. Um, you know, a very, very important game for both teams. You know, you know, it's not just an important game for West Ham. It's a very important game for them both. And look, anything can happen this season. And you, you, they could do it. They simply could do it. I think now, the position they're in, it is... A, look, I said this to you on the uh, All About the Hammers. You can't knock the season. Tremendous season from West Ham. You know, for me, I think it's better than Aston Villa's. Some disagree. I believe it's better. Um, just where they've been, not just in one season, but past seasons. I, I go on quite a few years. Um, and look, it's not a disappointment if they don't get in Europe. You know, Champions League, Europa League. It's not because it's been a tremendous. However, however, the position they're in. With the way they're playing, the way opposition are playing, the teams around, they would be pretty what? Can I get away with this word? Pissed if they didn't get in Europe um, because they deserve it. And I think it would be a travesty if they didn't now because they've been robbed, because they deserve it. Um, for me, they've been better than Everton. They've been better than Aston Villa. Um, I would go as, you know, they've been better than Liverpool. They've been better than Arsenal. So, so why don't they deserve it? Because Chelsea's making a move? Because Leicester's been there all season? That's not a reason, is it? Because United, United? Because City, City? No. Good football gets rewards. It's as simple as that. And, you know, I pay attention to bookmakers' odds all the time, you know what I mean? Hence the nickname Jesse Lingard. He's 7-4 to be in the Euros. I think you said that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, went from. I mean, that's ridiculous. I think he went from eight to one <laughs> to seven to four. Uh, I'll pass. I mean, if you want, uh, if you want no, Craig no, Dawson, no, he's thirty-three to one because he's been tremendous. I mean, two million did you say? <laughs> on loan. He's on loan at the minute. Two point five million. 
And we can get him for 2.5, well, I think. I, would have, I was actually saying Bristow mm-hmm. about 15. Well, Jesus Christ. Um, wow. A tremendous player. Um, Dawson, Suchek, Lingard, um, Declan Rice. I, I can keep naming them. Do you know what I mean? Isn't there, look, there's been some standout performance this year for West Ham, but as a whole as a team, you know, bringing some talents, you know, the, the Johnson boy, you know, tremendous player for me, I think. Uh, Fabianski, how, you know, I don't, I don't know how old he is. Um, tremendous saves, you know, clean sheets, kept them, you know, in games. You, you centre arse. So it's been an all. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Um, credit to Moisey and look. Let's hope they can do it for you, especially. But uh, big games coming up, important games, and uh, yeah, I've actually got a question for you, matey. David Moisey. Oh, go on. Then. If he could be a superhero, which one do you think he'd be? What think you choose him? Oh, okay. This is a tough one. Um, hmm. I think oh, he yeah. would be Aquaman because um, he was a mock. He was laughed at. He was a mockery, and then they revamped his film, and he turned into a right beast. And that's David Moyes. He was a mockery. Uh, Man United and Real Sociedad, oh, uh, and he's Matt. been made into a right beast at West Ham. <laughs> you really have to have a the jackpot. You know, that. tell me truthfully. Let's not forget your heart. You know, because I know your heart. You'll say Champions League. Where are you finishing? T- tell me the truth. And what would you take? So if I said to you now, right, Brew, West Ham will finish eighth. Do you take that? Right, talk to me. No. If we finish fifth to seventh, I think we'll finish seventh, in my opinion. It's just, it's only because the the Chelsea movement is too good. I said this about Tottenham when I said this, if they start rolling with Bale, Son and Kane, it's too difficult to stop. And I think that's going to be true. As much as I hate to say it, I think it's, they're just going to be too hard to stop. Um, and um, that's... Uh, I just feel, and I don't know why, there's still that Liverpool doubt. As much as I don't want it to happen, no. there's always... Li- you never know with Liverpool, do you? Like, So, realistic, in my head, I think Champions League can happen. It might. I've, I, I say seventh, but don't think I mean seventh and it's not going to be tight. I think there's going to be goal difference involved in two of these places. And um, our goal difference is okay. Our goal difference is a hell of a lot better than Everton's, which is why I think we'll finish above them. Our goal difference is less than everyone else, though, bar Liverpool. So... The only thing is, which frustrates me, is that we've got two games which mean a lot to me personally as well. Because we've got United away, so I've got you boys on my back. And it's just the fact that you want to beat Man United. Doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter if they're playing good, bad, title winnings or not. You want to be man, you want to beat them at Old Trafford. That's the goal. <laughs> and then I've got the even more personal one of Arsenal. 
next. And that's a London derby. And that is just before an international break. And that's the game in hand. You know, if, if we can beat Man United, just beat them. I'll start believing Champions League. But I've said this on all about the hours. I can't see it yet. I just and I I don't want it to happen to us that we get Champions League and it messes everything up. You know, it gets to it gets to players' heads. It gets to the fans. You know, we have we might do okay in the Champions League, but we do really bad in the Premier League and we get slated. Moisey gets pressure building on him. He goes. We bring some other manager in who we think's going to be the top boy, like we thought Pellegrini was going to be. And we're just going down and down and down. I don't want that. I'd, if you want the truth, mate, I'd rather finish outside European places and build for next season and know that we can dominate, you know, that European space. That, you know, it's just so yeah. annoying because I didn't want to be, I didn't think we'll ever be in this position. Especially last season. I was saying at the beginning of the season, don't get relegated and that's a good season. I don't mean finishing the top bloody four or have a chance of it. it. That's that's what's messing with a lot of West Ham fans. You loved, we love to be it. Yeah. It's like United were, were loving life when they were top of the table. But you know that it's such a struggle for you. And you don't think of the future of what can happen. Because we can go into Europa League. And it could happen to us what happened to Wolves. Too many games could cost us in the league. You know, and it's not like we can keep hold. Like we can't keep hold of players as well. You know, I've said this to Cal. One of the two was Sushek and Rice. I think leave in the summer, and because Bass is interested in Sushek, Declan Rice has got interest from everyone pretty much because how well he's playing. Um, we haven't got a striker, so we need to get a striker. And I, but yeah, I'm going yeah, off the wall I mean, a bit. You're I a think tight so. brew, you know what I mean? It's, um, you know, since I've yeah. you know known you, apart from the um, the FA Cup final, I- I've never you know seen you you know rave this much about West Ham. Um, look, I look at West Ham and I look at West Ham over the years. Look, Upton Park, a stadium that I've never been to, um, a deep regret of mine. Uh, one of the only stadiums in the Premier League teams that I haven't been to. And I can always, you know, was told that the atmosphere was unreal because how close she was. Um, Golden's, you know, Gold Sullivan. Look, you move yeah. to the Olympic Stadium. You know, I'm. I'll be honest with you, bro. I didn't rate that at first. I thought, nah, no, no. But they had a plan. They must have had a plan. Um, you know, if you're going to go into a, I don't know what the Olympic Stadium holds, mate. Is it sixty thousand more? I, I don't know. Yeah, so look, yes. if you're going into a 60,000 60, seat, I mean, yeah. I can remember when Leighton Bloorian was trying to do something about it. Crazy. Um, if you're going into a 60,000 stadium, you've got to have some aspirations mm. to do well. Um, you know, and you can fill it. My God, you can fill that ground. You know, you could probably fill it twice over the fans you've got. Um, but you've got, if you're going to move into that stadium, you're going to have to have a push. Yes, you didn't start well in it, but. You know, you can probably forgive it sometimes, you know, new stadium, not really a big excuse, but, you know, you can probably make it. But I just believe with West Ham, they're in that ground, you know, 60,000 plus, whatever it is, 
Um, so you've got to be serious. You, you know what I mean? You've got to want to. And look, if you do get into Europe places, whatever competition it is, you're going to have to strengthen. Um, and when, I'm, when I say strengthen, um, I'd make, maybe make your team better. I don't know. But strengthen, you know, two in, two in one area, you know, two left backs that are going to be class, you know, and so on and so forth. Because I think that's why Leicester have struggled. Um, a little, not another, not struggle, but you know, when they've come out of Europe or played European games, the Premier League forms uh, dipped a little bit, and they're suffering with injuries at the minute. But look, West Ham, it, I, I believe you'll get into Europe. I do, I, I really do believe that, and I hope you do. Which European competition? Look, I don't know apart from City, which which teams will be in what. I, I don't, you know, I can't say that. Manchester United, Chelsea, Leicester, West Ham, uh, Chelsea, Tottenham, whatever. I can't tell you what competition they're going to be because I don't know. I really, you know, if someone asked me, I couldn't do it. Do you know what I mean? Someone had gone to me, Ed, you know, tell, tell, you know, tell me children, tell me wife, I love them because I couldn't tell you. Um, and that's that's the truth, you know. Because um, a couple of points for you, Bruce. You know, you, you always give me a chance for Man United. Do you take a point against United? Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad you've said that. I'm really glad because 100%. I don't think that's your important game. I, I, look, that, the, the, no, the second, of course, it's an important game. You fought, you fought fifth, fifth, matey. So top game, absolutely top game. You know, it's important. Fifth both sides. Yeah. United don't want to lose. West Ham don't want to lose. Point. Does it help both? You've just said you'll take a point. Would I take a point? Truthfully. No, I wouldn't. But but that's the that's because I think my team's in trouble. That's not because I don't think any less of your team because I think your team's class. I just you know I'm I'm worried about mine. Um, for me, Arsenal, you're bang on. Massive game, massive. But for me, the games that I want to see you do well in is the Everton, Leicester. You told me you've got to play Chelsea again. They are the three games for me. If West Ham can get. Six points and beat Arsenal. So yeah, so you them four teams I've just said. If you can get nine points, I'm confident you're in Europe. Very confident, and I'm gonna be bullish. And I'll say you'll qualify for Champions League, but you've got to beat them. And I, and you know I don't take losses. I don't take draws. Me. Personally, if you get beat on... When do we play you, matey? Sunday night. If you get beat by us, then yes, I'll then need to win them four. Three, four, whatever I said. But I'm confident you can do it. I didn't think, you, I didn't think you'd be that good against Leeds. You was. I didn't think you had a chance at Manchester City when you played City. You only lost 2-1. You had chances. You know? There's going to be games, I tell you. <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? Can't, they've shocked me this season, but fair play. So, my final question to you, Brewery. And this, this, and this, you know, this is, this is, you know, the honest. West Ham at the minute, fifth place. I actually thought it was fourth, matey. Uh, bit of a clown. If you do qualify for the Champions League, do you reckon if you did lose Rice? Because you said he was important, you think he's. I didn't even know Suchet Barcelona. Like, you know, if you think you did lose them too, do you think the West Ham would go back to the old West Ham and struggle again? 
Or do you think you've moved on from that and you think you can bring talent in? I know, I'm, I know we can bring talent in, but what talent is on the same level as Declan Rice in his position? Bar, you got to say it now, Scott, Scott McTominay. Yeah, Kante's gone off the pace and like, we, we wouldn't get Kante because Kante is, he wouldn't come to West Ham from a, another London club. There's no one else in that position that I would want bar Declan Rice and Suchet. I've, in my head, in my head, I think one of the two will leave, but I don't know. I really don't know. But it's a it's a position we need to fill anyway, because you know, as much as I love the bloke, <laughs> and he's and he's signed a contract extension, but Mark Noble is not the guy no. to be the cover, and that, that's nothing. That's no slate in the bloke. You know, he has done unbelievable things for the club. And he has been Mr. West Ham yeah. through and through. And I said this to you, boys. The man deserves a statue for what he's done for this club. He's been with us through thick and thin. So, fair play to the bloke. Um, but he's not the bloke. Let's say hmm. let's say Declan Rice has a bit of a bit of an ankle injury. Can't play midweek against Barcelona and it'll wait. <laughs> No, you're not thinking Mark Noble as the replacement, are you? But yeah. that, but that's like the truth. That's true. If this was five years ago, yeah, I would be happy. But this is the Mark Noble who's on his last year. Who's you know, I I, I want him to play in Champions League games, but you know, I'm I'm thinking of silly scenarios here. But you know, we need that extra backup. You know, I think Leicester have loads of backup in their defensive midfield role. You know, and it looks good. You know, it don't have to be a world-class player. It just has to be a good, solid player. And I'm not saying Mark Noble isn't that, but I'm I'm saying the lack of games that he's had is because of how good Rice and Suchek have played and how good they are at keeping fitness as well. So, I don't know, mate. I don't want to think about Champions League yet because I don't... I know what you mean, mate. I, I, it must because be horrible. I just... I don't... I don't... Yeah. Because we, we had this a few years back and I thought we were going to be in a top... We were in a battle with, with United for the top four and you got away a little bit. And then out of the blue, Southampton came in and stole our position for a sixth, I think. And that was a heavy blow because, like, you were all... Every, you know, every West Ham fan was like it because Billich had a great... Season as the manager, we beat you boys on our last game at Upton Park. Um, Pyatt obviously was unbelievable, and um, it just you know to have that taken away from you was nasty, and that's what I don't want to feel. I don't want to feel right. We've got top four, we've got this, we can push and push and push, and then let's say we get to the Chelsea game, for yeah. instance, and we're still there, and it gets taken away from us from a defeat. It would it would it'd be like someone's actually ripped my heart out because I would hate it. Like yeah, and that's why I'm not trying to be too optimistic about where we could finish. I think even if we finish seventh, you can be absolutely fantastic. It would be it would be fantastic because from going from being in the bottom three relegation battle. Um, Everyone's thinking, why you brought David Moyes back in? He's this, that, and the other. 
to being fifth with a game in hand and could yeah. be three points beyond Manchester United if we beat you on Sunday with 10 games to go. No. You know, this isn't... It might sound like a lot of games. It's not a lot of games anymore. You know, no, I, like, I know we're going on a lot about West Ham. There's two things I can say from that. First thing I can say from is maybe Champions League is quite important if you want to keep um, the two middlemen. Um, which I think if you did qualify for Champions League, you'd have to argue, well, why couldn't you keep them? Um, and the other thing is, I'm going to take away from all this is, can you imagine Barcelona away? <laughs> oh, God. All right. But this is what the... I think I said this last season, right? And I went on a massive rant about it because of how bad we were playing. David Gold came out and said, when we went into the Olympic Stadium, in five years' time, we would be in Champions League. And how weird is it now that that... I think it's been six years we've been in that stadium that what he said could be coming to, to life. Like... Everyone thought he was talking rubbish. You know, you've, you've just, you've rented, well, we've not even bought the stadium. We've rented out this stadium, you know, and he's saying, oh, give it five years, we'll be in Champions League. You know what I mean? It's like, um, it's, that, that's like saying Brazil's going to win the Euros. You know what I mean? Like, not going to, it's not, it's physically impossible with the way that we were playing. And especially, and that's when I went on a massive, massive rant last season about it. And now look at it, you know, even if it isn't Champions League, it's Europa League. Fantastic. It, it, it's The games that we've got annoy me a little bit because, yes, we've got you boys next, which is huge. We've got Arsenal next. Huge. And then we've got that international break. And I bloody hate international breaks because they just, especially, I've, I've never had the feeling of, um, apart from 2016, but I can't remember that of being in this good form and having an international break because sometimes that could break your season in half, having an international break when you're in that much form, pardon me. Our first game back from the international break is against Wolves away from home. Now, that's a game where I feel like you need to pick up three points purely because the next game after that is Leicester at, Leicester at home. Massive, massive. The next game after that is Newcastle away. And this is again where I'll say you need to pick up three points because you've got Chelsea at home next. And then it's another game where I say you need to pick up three points because we've got Burnley away because after that we've got Everton at home. They're the three games. Everton, Leicester, Chelsea, all at home. But the games beforehand are even more important because you need to go into them in a positive attitude. And it's the first time as a West Ham fan, I truly believe that we can go into the Burnley game, we can go into the Newcastle game, we can go into the Wolves game with positive attitude that we can guarantee three points from them. But I've still got that West Ham fan's with me saying the games against Leicester, against Chelsea and against Everton, is it going to be too much pressure for our boys? That's all I can feel. And then the next, the last three games, we've got Brighton, West Brom away from home. Both games which, you know, by that stage, we could be seeing Brighton in a massive relegation battle. And then the last game is uh, Southampton at home, where we'll have 10,000 fans. 
Imagine that. 10,000 fans. If you win the game, you can be in the Champions League. You know what I mean? Like, even win the game, you're in Europe. Hopefully, by that stage, we could be we could be safe from having a last game drama. But like I said, it's just I've got that I've got that new feeling of West Ham can go away from home against these lesser teams and win. But I've still got that West Ham fan of we played a big played a big boys. And there's just something in my head that thinks, no, no, no. Like, you know, against against Spurs, mate, I couldn't watch. You know, I couldn't watch that game because you just think, oh, no, like, you know, we know what West Ham can do to you. Yeah, and United's probably the exact same for you. You know, you just don't, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't like, and it's so annoying. I, you know, City fans have got it so easy. You know, they have a, they have a one-off game against United and look at them. You know, they could sit back relaxed. I don't think I've ever relaxed watching a West Ham game. And you probably no, the same with a Man United game. Because you don't know what on earth is going to turn up. But, uh, we'll, we'll wait and see, matey. But you never mm. know in football, do you? Anything can happen, especially in this league. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no problem. Well, yeah, wait and see. But, you know, we've, uh, we've spoke for ages, nearly two hours. Uh, that is lovely. Um, absolutely fantastic. So I hope people who have listened to it have been, enjoyed our talk. Um, yeah, um, I am going to be honest with people now. And, you know, you've got to feel like you've got to be honest. With, obviously, uh, COVID, kind of the restrictions getting um, less, uh, less, what's the word? More lenient, sorry. Um, obviously, we will all, all the boys will be going back to work full time, so there will be less podcasts. But uh, we will be pushing to try and get as many out as possible. But in the meantime, you've still got a couple more weeks with us, boys. And um, yeah, once again, thanks for listening. Cheers, Brad, for coming on and chatting Quite. about the old fixtures and how uh, West Ham are hurting me a little bit. Um, yeah, and like I always say, Go and follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook to keep up to date. Go and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Anchor. And like we say in the intro every time, go check out Mystery Sport at mysterysport.com or their Instagram page, Mystery Sport. And uh, at the checkout, please use the code SUB10 for a 10% discount on 